3: Good evening, welcome to the AI Comic Pod episode 28, we made it to 28, um, it's just me and Stu this time, how are you doing Stu? Yeah I'm good mate, I'm good, it's nice to be back, just me and me. It is, it we've, is. We've, um, had, we've had too many guests recently,
2: it's been getting a little bit it's a, bit, it's a bit crowded isn't it with Joey and Marco sticking it's, the nose in. It's a
3: bit crowded, Marco never shuts up does I he, know. Jesus. Um, so we thought we'd we'd come back and, and, and cover something that we've probably been... I don't know. It, it, it's been around a while now, so I would imagine everyone's seen it at this stage. I'd hope so. Um, if you have not, there's, most
2: it, of us, it's tough yes. shit, because it's been out for six weeks now, so that's plenty That's plenty of time, that, to sit down and watch 13 episodes.
3: 13 episodes of Luke Cage Ta-da. we are talking about. So we've obviously watched every offering that, that Marvel's had to... to uh, Marvel Netflix has, has produced so far um, We've discussed them all Except Jessica Jones which hasn't really Come to pass um, I think we may cover Jessica Jones when Series 2 is is, is imminent Perhaps um, because it's Next year I think it's lined up for Is it maybe I'm I not sure I think
2: so Netflix Marvel's really Busy next year um, they, yeah. they started filming The Defenders started to think it was maybe two weeks ago three weeks Ago so that's good so the Defenders yeah. is obviously the culmination of Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. So that they, they, I think
3: they're still filming Iron Fist. Is due March. I think it's due March. It must have wrapped pretty. I'll well, be close to wrapping. I think it's there was a, already, there was a
2: so. bit of an overlap, and they're also, I think they might be working on the Punisher as well. But the Punisher isn't part of the Defenders. He may no, well, I don't he may well appear involved. as as a guest or as a, a crossover, but he's not one of them. It is only the four. So. It's that not series, unthinkable.
3: Oh my god, that series could be something else. That series, I mean,
2: it could. It, it's sounding like they're going, you know, they're going full comic book as you would expect them to do. They're not deviating too much.
3: No, 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 uh, no. John, John a lot Burns of good has been material. doing a
2: shitload yeah. of research and loads of reading up on really seminal titles. I'd love to offer more information on them, but I can't because I've never read the damn things.
3: Yeah, I mean, we talked obviously about John Burtill and, and Punisher, and obviously doesn't link into Luke Cage, but um, it's, it's nice to see on the latest Walking Dead that Shane got a name drop. I don't know if you noticed that. And yes, I did. It, it just reminded me, like... The Walking Dead has obviously been going so long now, but it was that whole meant, you know, Rick never until that point apparently is, is, is really discussed Shane. He's um, not. And, and Laurie for that, that matter and their relationship. Um, and the fact that he's openly admitted, you know, Dawson's not his. So it was quite a. There you go. There's a spoiler for anyone listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know already. Um, but we are here to discuss Luke Cage. Um, not
2: the Walking Dead.
3: Not The Walking Dead. I think the thing is, we could probably do a weekly Walking Dead pod. I think we're all, you know, yeah. And I know one YouTube person would the be the well minute. up for that. Yeah, just just the person I know. Um, but Luke Cage, so a pretty pretty big offering, I'd say, from from Netflix. Obviously, the production value that goes into these series, and we discussed it previously, is is pretty high end stuff. So, um, and there was a lot of build up and a lot of hype to this. Um, I think there was
2: actually more build up to this one than there has been for any of the others. I mean,
3: Daredevil massively.
2: Yeah. Daredevil and Jessica Jones had a reasonable amount, but the, the Luke Cage build up started a long time ago. We first got the we got a first proper teaser in the, after the the final credits of the last episode of Jessica Jones, didn't we? You got that yeah. scene where he was he was walking in the gym and everyone was shooting at him, and he was saying, "I'm sick of having to buy new clothes." That was the first time we got actual footage. And yeah, and obviously then.
3: his influence within Jessica Jones was quite prominent. So yeah, because that, that he was in what?
2: Pass. Maybe, was he in five, six episodes or he, he was.
3: I think he felt like he was in the whole end of the back end of the, the series, really. So, yeah, he probably was in five Nice six choice episodes. of
2: words about him being in the whole back end. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that. The thing, um,
3: yeah. He certainly was enjoying the back end of Jessica Jones at one yes. stage or another. Um, Yeah, so it did feel like the build up to this, and there's a lot of talking of music. So obviously, you know, heavy rap, rap influenced and hip hop, and and, and blues and soul. And um, I don't know, it it seemed to connect with a lot of people on that level, and and Netflix seems to have taken it up a gear a little bit in terms of the way they produce something. they've never feel, really
2: done it, have they, before? None of no. the other series have been really, really... I mean, they, they were music-centric. So much of the show centred around the club. Um, yeah. And, oh, it, and it, it's, almost like,
3: it's almost like there was a song to go with every narrative. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of series that are produced with music being the kind of forefront of Look the mind. Look at Westworld. And Westworld's doing
2: that very heavily
3: now. Even though oh, hugely. Yeah, it's playing Wild West Frontier times. On their, my,
2: they've got, yeah. like, old old-timey piano recordings of the the only one that's coming to head was was Black Hole Sun which was and yeah they're they're doing a a very similar thing and I I understand the reason why and I enjoy that because then you get to marry two of your favorite things you get to marry the tv with the music and all the emotion you feel when you hear a certain song and the nostalgia comes up when you're watching watching the show
3: yeah whenever I talked or whenever I saw producers talk of of the music within Luke Cage and, and anyone that kind of contributed to it, and there's some pretty big rappers and um, hip hop artists involved and stuff. They were they were saying that it's all about getting the feel of what it's like in in Harlem and and you know the, the kind of music scene in the clubs and. Um, it's, it's clever because it does, you know, I know we, we, we were on a, uh, and this is a nice, healthy plug, but um, we were on a Red Dead Redemption pod. We did the, the great one-up podcast with Guy, who was awesome. Um, and we taught GTA, um, and I know you're not a massive fan necessarily, but GTA and Red Dead Redemption is quite synonymous with music and, and there's certain music that triggers certain kind of feelings and emotions, like you said. And, and Luke Cage is, is all about that. It definitely had that, you know, that music was really synonymous. It really linked everything together. And I think probably as much as there's a lot of good things, and we we'll would obviously go on to talk in, in much more detail, but I think the music was was probably one of the best things about it. I just thought it was, it was such good production and it really helped kind of set the tone.
2: Yeah, and and it's what you'd expect because there's a lot of the, the, the Harlem Renaissance period. You know, Harlem became synonymous with music, with, with theatre and with performing arts in general. So yeah. it, would have, it would have done a great disservice to the entire area if they didn't show. I mean, music in that, in that region is just so embedded in your DNA. If you're from Harlem, you grow up around that. It, it's your day-to-day life.
3: Yeah, I'm sure if they shoot of, something in like New Orleans, they're not gonna not play jazz. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's Harlem is, is is very much in tune with, with that kind of and New York in general. I mean New York's got kinda of huge, kinda of buzzing music scene and it's it's a lot of it's linked over to the UK and it's kinda of a lot of founding fathers of, of hip hop and, and, and various. So yeah, I, I think I think they felt like they probably had to do it justice and I think in fairness they, they completely did it justice.
2: Yeah, they did for, for for the criticisms that the show has received, some of which are baffling, i haven't seen anybody make any negative references to the music, if anything, whenever anyone 's summarizing it. yeah, one of the first two or three things that people mention is how good the music is. People wanting the soundtrack to drop so they can get it and listen to it and and then of yeah, course we have the, the one me. really, really big um guest appearance where method man's in it is it uh, yeah. Oh, it was one of the last few episodes, wasn't it? When, when everything's really, really getting he, on top.
3: He basically, yeah, he wants one of his hoodies, doesn't he?
2: <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he's in it himself, and he's got his, um, oh, uh, Bulletproof Love, an, yeah. an original song that he wrote for uh, for for this, yeah. I think.
3: Yeah, no, I think it is. Um, it would um, make sense,
2: wouldn't it, based on the title? Yeah, it would.
3: Um,
2: with Luke being so bulletproof and lovely.
3: Yeah. He he is he is indeed. Um, I think you know with Luke Cage it does receive criticism, um, and I think part of it, and we we're going to kind of touch upon it, is is because it, it's, it's predominantly black, and and uh, the criticism levelled at it was that the white, you know, white people in the show were, were basically corrupt policemen, <laughs> and then you know it's it's all this kind of nonsense basically, and it's like well Harlem was. And it and, and doesn't necessarily remain Because it's obviously New York's extremely diverse But, you know, a strong black area in in the States And, uh, you know, that's that's just true to its its roots Do you know what I mean? It would be crazy for it to be You know, we talked on Marvel in the past Changing the role of certain individuals um, And if you watch Doctor Strange Which we're both fans of And we, we will come and review it And this isn't a spoiler But there was a lot of talk about uh, the lack of Chinese actors or, or uh, East Asian actors in that and, and that the, they changed the, uh, the Tilda one. Swinton part the ancient one to, to being a, a bald white British lady um, compared to what it was in the in the comic but you know there are some elements where they've got to diversify and it makes sense to do that but there's certain elements where they've, they've got to stay true to the source material and, and Luke Cage would have been crazy without being true to itself you know
2: so. and, you, and you think that the source material of this isn't comics it's, no. it's an actual it's a, a world famous district of one of the most famous cities in the world people know about Harlem in the way people know about Brooklyn and LA and, and Liverpool and Paris and Milan and what have you it's, it's a very 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 famous part of a very famous city yeah. if, if you were depicted in a show in this time period and you had a load of white faces, it would look stupid. And then they would come under some serious criticism for whitewashing. Because, of yeah, course, exactly. there are going to be white faces. You know, there are some in there. But, of course, 99% of the of the, the major feature cast are going to be black. It's a very heavily black area of New York. But yeah. big deal. You know, most of Daredevil has been white. Most of Jessica Jones has been white. Most of Iron Fist is going to be sort of a cross between white and Asian. Why not have the black show? You know that features a very important character. Luke Cage is an incredibly important character. Uh, Joey um, actually wrote a really good Joseph Connors. That is wrote a yeah. really good article about Luke Cage, explaining his roots in the the black exploitation era. Yeah, um, and Luke Cage was a big deal. You know, huge. He, he, I always get confused whether it was him or Black Panther, but I think it might have been Luke Cage. Was either the first or one of the first black superheroes to have his own title, so yeah. Marvel would have just been shooting themselves in the face and every other appendage going if they'd then gone. You know what? We need more whiteys in this one. It just and I, and I would have been the first to criticise them because why? Yeah, not? yeah, yeah, me too. And it's hard to say that when you look at these things that it's not you know the criticisms not coming from the wrong place.
3: No, and I I read a lot of people going, well, you know, the music's black and the actors are black. And I'm like, you're just basically coming across as a racist and probably are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Look, I don't go out and seek certain white music or black music or whatever. It's just you enjoy what you enjoy. It, It has no boundaries. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I kind of love about, well, what I should love about modern life. You know, my kids should grow up liking what they want. It shouldn't you know come from their background or their history or you know because their parents are white they can kind only of like a certain type of music or watch a certain type of television or it doesn't matter i want them to educate themselves with whatever they want to educate themselves with the more the better for me you know so yeah and and music in particular just influences cross range i mean you know beastie boys are quite famous new york and they've they've always used hip-hop in their style do you know what i mean and um the influence from from everyone it, it it doesn't matter your roots are your roots and, and you take with it what you want and, and it does frustrate me when I read those kind of things because I think it's amazing <laughs> I think yeah. you know what I liked about the show was with was, was that basically I mean I, I think there are some flaws and, and we'll probably go on to them but um, one of them or the main one wasn't that it was set in that, it felt authentic in terms of what they were trying to express and, and, and the characters and they had some great actors, you know, getting those messages across um, yeah.
2: and think about it from, like you were saying about the kids, think about it from a, you know, the point of view of a 9, 10, 11 year old kid, comics yeah. can be difficult to get into, because oh, very often yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got to go out your way to go and find them it's not as easy as going to a big supermarket and picking them up over here but imagine if you're watching Netflix and you see, hang on, who's that? You know, you, you've watched Daredevil, you like the Marvel films, and so far in the Marvel films, you've only really had Rhodey. You've briefly had Black Panther in Civil War. Yes. Um, I can't think of any any other major black players. Oh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, sorry, is Nick Fury. But he's yes. not really a hero, is he? He's the administrator.
3: No, exactly. So if
2: you're going through that and, and you're looking and you're going, well, who's this guy? Holy shit, well, he, he's a black superhero. He's essentially, he's like a black Captain America because that's along the sort of lines of what they were trying to do. They were trying to recreate, as a lot of other people did in Marvel, people wanted to recreate the super soldier serum because everyone yeah. wanted an army of super soldiers.
3: And but he's a it, person for the people, that? he's a person for the people, do you know what I mean? He's the leader within the, the community, you know, and that's the same kind of element that Captain America gives off. It's yeah. it's like kind of... You know, comics he could beat the shit out of he wants, than people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he
2: doesn't he doesn't have to? He's a very, he's a calm man. He does. He uses violence when he has to. He doesn't go out and use his powers because he, you know, for any kind of selfish means. He's almost hesitant no. to use them. He would rather talk his way out of a situation than punch his way out. And that's exactly like Captain America. Captain America knows he can go and look at that lift scene from the Winter Soldier you know yep. he can take out as many people as he needs to and you're not going to get a you know he won't get a scratch on him but you would rather use his brain than his fists and that's a brilliant thing about him because for the time period that Luke Cage came out black men were being depicted in a very certain way they were being depicted as being pimps and gangsters and shit like that and then out comes Luke Cage and he's an eloquent young man he's very charming he's incredibly polite but if you get on the wrong side of him he can put you through a brick wall and, yeah, 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 And exactly. he, he's, he's always been in comics a brilliant role model. So to stick that on Netflix, like you said, how how can you see the negative side of that without people jumping and going, "Well, there's some kind of an undertone there that maybe you don't want people to pick up on," but it, it's hard not to without without us trying to be controversial because we controversial is definitely not in our repertoire, is it? We're childish. No. We're very very stupid, but controversial, no.
3: No, it's generally it's generally not something we we get into the aims of, and 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 you know we're we're obviously football fans, and and there's always a lot of talk about you know racism around football and and play debates and things, and it is hard because it's such a it's such a difficult subject to approach, and um, especially for yeah, a couple of white guys. <laughs> yeah Um, And we just, I mean, you know, enjoy what you enjoy. That's the thing. Like, it's it's a great series. Just take it on the value that it's a great series. It does it does frustrate me more than anything else. Um, And it's been mostly
2: mostly very positive feedback. And yeah, I think we move away
3: from yeah
2: logical place to start moving away from anything that's going to make us you know, sound too serious, because we don't want people to think we're serious, we're not, we're a pair no, of grown-up No, 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 we're
3: a player of, you know, dickheads, it's, it's not, it's well, not Well, well, Whoa, I was
2: going with grown-up children.
3: Wow, okay. okay, sorry, I went a bit too far there. Yeah,
2: okay. Well, let's just reel it back in a little bit.
3: Okay, well, if we're talking Luke Cage as a, as a kind of uh, hero, I guess we're going to talk about Mike Coulter's performance, which I think is... He's just he's just effortlessly smooth throughout, isn't he? He's smooth just is, so... it is probably the best way to describe
2: him. Yeah. yeah, The man just oozes charisma. And I was just reading up about him before he put on 30 pounds of muscle. Jesus so that, Christ. That's the sort of level. I mean, he's a, he's a built guy anyway, but that's the he kind of built. level. Yeah. You look at what Christian Bale did for the Batman films. You look yeah. at what Hugh Jackman's done for, for his various Wolverine roles. And if anything, Hugh Jackman's putting on more... As he gets older, because he's presumably he's having to fight his age, and you know, as he gets older, it must be harder for him to put the mass back on after he's lost it from not, not sticking with his diet. But Mike Colter, he looks like he didn't have a single millimetre or ounce of fat on him from head to toe,
3: apart from oh, his no. earlobes. He was, he, was in like, he was in like boxer shape, wasn't he? he was in, oh, and the you know, where, where, Yeah, but when, you know, when they're going up towards the prime fighter, they're in the complete peak of their condition. Um, and you've seen a few actors do it in recent years and stuff, and it takes some doing. Well, um, look, at, look at Will Smith when he did uh, the Ali film. He, he trained
2: yeah. as a boxer with boxing coaches for something like nine months. And I remember reading things about him saying, technically, he was in that good a shape. He could have yeah. stepped into the ring. He was
3: yeah, at that time. Yeah, that's said about, about a to... few people. I mean, Mark Wahlberg did it for The Fighter. Jake um, Gyllenhaal. For, Jake Gyllenhaal yeah, was, North was North. incredible, you know. and, and um, It looked oh, like he had his uh, head and Chad, put it on Chadwick Sylvester Bo- Stallone. I know. Um, Chadwick Boseman for Creed, and he's in the Black Panther film as well coming up. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've seen Creed, but that's... And I think it's the same director that did Creed, so it's going to be quite exciting because I, I like that film and I think it's quite a modern take. And again, you know, um, it, it's it's strong black lead, and and I think that's important. You know, it's with into being companies.
2: too cheesy. They, they didn't yeah. lean too heavily, did they? That's that, my oh, thing. Look, Rocky. I, I think, they, oh yeah.
3: No, no, no. I was I was really surprised because I'm not uh, I'm not a huge Rocky fan. <laughs> I, I, no, 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 no. Look, I know it's got its kind of. Um, it's nostalgic it's got nostalgic kind of value um to it i I get that um there's a lot of kind of 80s films that have that nostalgia of your childhood and youth and all that kind of stuff growing up but um i I, they did need to make a modern take on it and i think chadwick boseman's performance is amazing and creed and i think he's going to be good in black pants for another and i think the director will be you know i think it's going to make it quite exciting but that's another you know obviously you know uh another black performance for you know marvel and they are they are branching out a little bit and using characters that it, it's good that they're doing that do you know what i mean because I, I was worried it would be a bit samey and you know there are criticism leveled at them but i think they are branching out I think hang on hang on, hang ne- on. i've just realized
2: it wasn't chadwick yeah. boseman in creed it what was, it was michael b jordan
3: sorry that's me getting my chadwick boseman is is black panther right
2: yes Okay. My, Michael B. Jordan was the Human Torch
3: in, oh, shit. Yeah, in of course he
2: was. Fa- Fantastical Four.
3: Yeah. Was he in the modern Fantastical Four or the older Fantastical he was Four? In, he was
2: in the modern one because Chris Evans, oh. a.k.a. Captain America, was in the old one, wasn't he? Oh,
3: he was, wasn't he? Yeah, this, it's, oh, God, Fantastic Four. They, they better not do that again. I mean, surely not.
2: Um, Supposedly. Uh, from what I've heard, Marvel are trying to buy the rights back
3: well, they... that would be interesting. Yeah.
2: Like they've done <laughs> with Spider Pants.
3: Spider Pants, indeed. Um, yeah, so well, I think they're both. Well, yeah, of course they're both cast in Black Panther because he, he's going to, you know, uh, Michael P. Jordan's in it as well. So I'm um, the Creed director. So it's going to be good. Um, is that next year or the year after?
2: Um, I think it's the year after. Next year is Guardians 2, Thor, Ragnarok, and Spider Man. Nice. And
3: that's that's a, that's a trilogy. Black that's Black
2: Panther t- is I think it might be the start of 2018. Yeah. And
3: then we're looking. And then well, we're Ant-Man, at like, Ant Man, Ant Man, maybe. I, I couldn't tell you. I'd, I'd have yeah, to get the. uh um, be some knowledge. I'd have to get um, the timeline up we, we've gone completely off topic again, as um, we tend typical to do. Of us. Um, but we were we were busy praising Mike Coulter's performance.
2: Yeah, and he, he's not alone in his performance. I mean, he's. He's not just got the look of, you know, like we were saying, of a prize fighter and a believable superhero. You know, if he punched someone through a wall, you look at him and go, yeah, yeah, fair enough. He could punch someone through a wall. But when he's speaking, he's believable. He, he carries the charisma across every word he says. You know, he, he, he's not speaking yeah. overly, inte- you know, sometimes people speak a little bit too cleverly for themselves. And it sounds like they've just eaten a thesaurus and a dictionary at the same time. Everything he says sounds completely believable for him as a character, but as him yeah. as an actor, he doesn't seem uncomfortable with what he's saying and what he's doing.
3: No, he, I think he have got some smooth, but un- I think he appears like completely comfortable. You know, sometimes that's cool as a
2: cucumber, he, he doesn't yeah. seem faint. Fe- he gets angry and he sort of hulks up a little bit, but he doesn't ever seem like the red mist comes down. He doesn't ever no, seem to get so angry. I, that and he even loses if he's it.
3: injured, and obviously there's, you know, there's that scene obviously where they developed the the bullet that can hurt him, but he's never really he's never really he's, he's not confident asked, he? in his own no he's never really asked that's what surprised me about it it's like there's never an ounce of sweat or uncomfortable nature in his in his performance um and I think that's what depicts luke Cage so well that he's he's completely in control at he's all humble times. he doesn't fear yeah and he is humble and I, I think you get that across even in the first few scenes um in the barbershop you get that early impression god you threw your voice there incredibly
2: yeah um, wilson you weren't supposed to speak until we're talking about rosario dawson <laughs> sorry he's getting all excited wilson's sort of un- unofficial co-host today
3: he is indeed probably do a better job at remembering actors' names than I do. Um,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and yeah, I just think I just think his performance, obviously, it's such a crucial one. And he's the lead of all, you know, wh- when a show's named after you, which it is in Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and, and and Luke Cage. You you need to be crucial to the to the you know performance of the show, and and I think he nails it, you know, start to finish. And I think the fight scenes. Again, we talk about a lot about these on Jessica Jones, which were quite comical, but um, really much more believable in Daredevil. Um, and, and I know they worked well in Luke Cage. I, I think the only one that I was a little bit disappointed with was the the big battle he had um, with Cottonmouth. Yeah, no, no, sorry, no, no, not no.
2: Cottonmouth with, um, uh, with Diamondback. Oh,
3: Diamondback. Yeah, I love that they're named after snakes. I think that's just ace. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it just. I'm not sure, Diamondback's performance, and I'm not sure the actor's name, Um, um, I'll let Wilson fill that in. That would be, Um, sorry,
2: what's that? His name is Eric LeRae Harvey. Nice. Um, I don't know how the hell he knows that, I think he's been going on my phone at night.
3: Impressive. Um, I'm not sure his performance sold me entirely, I, I think it felt a little bit... It felt quite eighties. I don't know if that's what I don't know if that's the way to describe something, but it felt a little bit overperformed and a little bit over sinister. A, a bit hammy, perhaps, is is correct. Yeah, it's it just it. He was the main antagonist after after Cottonmouth, and I think um, whereas Cottonmouth brought a little bit more depth and 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 perhaps you know tragedy in his his, his past, and and you saw that in the performance. I don't think you quite got that. Sense with Diamondback, and I just don't think. I think he was one of the major letdowns of the series, just because I think he could have been a lot more. Um, no, just, I, just I, personally,
2: I fair. yeah. He, he was. He, he just seemed really. He just seemed like a spoiled kid, didn't he? To, to have gone yes. to the lengths he did, just because you know, was it? Oh, it was his mum, wasn't it? And Luke's dad had had added a wag. Just, it, it seemed a little bit. It, it would have
3: to, to hold that level of grudge and and to, to do all those things it seemed a very extreme reason yeah. why i mean cottonmouth was trying to run an empire you know and, if you would flipped Luke the two was...
2: stories it would have been yes. more believable for cottonmouth to be the way he was with diamondback's upbringing and that kind of thing because cottonmouth saw some shit you know oh, the, the, the things when when he was with um oh it was his it was his auntie wasn't it when they were staying yes. at their house the things he saw when he was a young kid, the shit he was subjected to, he, he almost, he just he almost to play piano, out, you know. He so almost was turned kind out of... to be quite well-rounded because at least he wasn't a complete psycho. He had violent tendencies and he had urges that he needed to take care of. But at the end of the and day, like he chucking
3: a... a guy off a bridge, yeah, yeah. or not and off the roof. Yeah he, yeah, he
2: had he had a great level of creativity. The scenes when he was playing piano, you started to warm to him, didn't you? He was well, I, and that's he when it seems like, like a bit of a tortured soul, like. All, like you said, all he wanted to do was play piano, but he ended up—he was thrust into this world that yeah. he was never really a hundred percent comfortable in. But he had to; he had to take over that world from um, oh Christ, what was her name? Oh, the anti.
3: Oh, I don't know. I uh, won't no. be able to bring that back. No. Um, but yeah, he was thrust into it, and, and I think I think his performance was 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 strong. I thought he—I'm not going to pronounce uh, his
2: name. I'll just make a mess of it. I think Mahashala Ali. That sounds about right. Yeah, there you go. So if anyone's right. offended by how crap that was, shout at Rory. It's at Rory Greenfield. Yeah, Tell him off.
3: Come on, bring on.
2: I'd say overall, he was probably my favourite portrayal. I think he was absolutely yeah. brilliant. The way he spoke. Again, he he was eloquent. He was very very poignant when he spoke, but he was able to flip a switch and go from calm and collected to yep. violent rage in you know less than a second. And he had some cracking scenes. We, we've, we've been educated, haven't we, in the past about imagery. The yeah. best scene for me, the best image in that whole series, they actually gave it away in one of the trailers, was the yes. Everybody Wants to Be the King, where he's talking to the guy that he's interrogating and he's got the picture of um, Biggie behind him with the crown. Yeah. And as he yeah. gets closer to the camera, the crown suddenly appears as if it's on his head. As a piece, just, was just just, tedious, it man. was fantastic. Yeah.
3: It was genius, I thought that worked really well
2: um, And that whole speech, that whole bit of dialogue Was really, really powerful Re- He was a very powerful character he Very was. Very sort of Godfather-esque
3: I, I like the whole balcony above a club thing I think that's a very kind of iconic You know, you know, like you said, kind of Godfather But, but you know, clubs of that nature You know, crime films of that nature Where you've got the antagonist who's above Watching over, you know, I really liked that kind of imagery. I thought, I thought the whole sections in the club were really well done. Um, obviously, they used a lot of, a lot of time on the streets as they did in, in Jessica Jones and, and Daredevil. But I thought when they are in the club, it was it was a little bit different for what they'd done before. You know, they they'd never used a venue that that much impact, and I, I thought it was a really good setting for a lot of the the kind of good scenes that went on, especially between him. Um, and uh, Maria Dillard is it yeah. yeah, um she was interesting um but quite annoying, I guess that was the portrayal though you're not supposed to like her you know she yeah she was a
2: bit she was a bit whiny wasn't she she, she she's was
3: quite she's quite key of of, of what it feels like a, a fake kind of politician might be in the states, do you know what I mean where it's all, all that kind of frontage um of of you know the neighborhood this and neighborhood that and i think she started out like that but it was so easy to corrupt her and i think in fairness she she did provide one of the most shocking moments in oh, the whole God. series
2: when she kills cottonmouth yeah. that i mean that yeah. was that was the only time i felt she was convincing as the bad as
3: the uh the big bad yeah she showed she showed elements of it i i think that's the one thing about it it to me it just didn't have the villain that it maybe needed to carry it. I think all the best things we've ever talked about in Marvel, it had that chief kind of antagonist and and you, it's one you of the really things that Marvel that. in
2: general are praised for when you look at Red and Skull, and I mean Loki yeah. is the is the ultimate one. Loki was brilliant. I mean even Age of Ultron got panned, but
3: uh, no, I don't think. why. Ultron though.
2: himself yeah. was a fantastic villain who was voiced. He was a brilliant villain. Yeah. His mannerisms were fantastic. Loki will always be. The yardstick against which Marvel villains are and I think against. you
3: you can see that anything you watch Tom Middleston in you'll know that Do you know what I mean because he is just he's just incredible and I think that was just genius casting but but they just they made that work and it worked you know perfectly but um, and they killed
2: know. Cottonmouth off a little bit quickly for me I was really gutted when he went but they obviously they had to transition from. Cottonmouth is yeah. the bad To Dillard as the bad And then it comes out That after all this It's Diamondback He's been the player in the. He's been in the shadows Hasn't he controlling Everyone else And then yeah, he makes his exactly. move Yeah exactly
3: He does make his move And kills all those people At the table Which was quite another pretty bold scene it's, it's they don't shy away from the the elements that we like about it I mean you know we've talked Flash and Arrow and they're, they're clearly targeted Arrow's got some kind of violent elements but it never showed blood in the same no, kind you, of manner do you know what I mean you'll see so, like a,
2: a little a little trickle or a, a a droplet here and there not like
3: yeah but Body it's good that it's got rent. the license to do that. Exactly. I think you need that. I mean, you, you know, the, the throwing off the roof kind of scene is, is pretty brutal. And, and the way a lot of people die in this um, is done pretty pretty effectively, but pretty boldly. Um, and, and it does expect, need those it? bold but, elements. Yeah, exactly. When, when yeah, you can't go from Daredevil. Yeah. You,
2: you, you, there are going to be a lot of bodies piling up. Nobody, nobody gets to the top without stepping on a lot of people. And, and, no, and exactly. putting a lot of your own men down because you've got to instill he's got to instill that fear, hasn't he, Cottonmouth, that if you let me down, if you fuck up, you get one chance and that's your lot. Otherwise, you'll never make it to the top or you'll never stay there. Because while he's at the top, he says in his, his king speech speech, doesn't he? There's always yeah. somebody who wants your crown. Everybody wants to be the king.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, there's other characters that maybe don't get enough enough time in it as well i'd say i quite like scarf um before he's he's killed off um,
4: yeah
2: scarf scarf and misty had a really really good back and forth i didn't see him coming as... no
3: uh, misty needed i think misty is as, as a character probably needed scarf you know because she she was good um and she had some good standout episodes and and, and quite interesting story um but i think she struggled i think often when they do the kind of Good cop, bad cop stuff. They they do need them both together to get that. I don't know. It seems to work. You know, it, it's that it's that kind of on screen chemistry, and she obviously did quite a lot of stand alone and a lot of stuff with Luke. Um, I just don't know. I, I she was believable, and I think she's performed well, and, and she's obviously going to be returning. I think she's in the defenders. I think she is. She was actually um,
2: one of the first um casting announcements.
3: Yeah. And I think she'll be good, don't get me wrong. Um, but I think sometimes, you know, I, what we we talk about, and I think we'll, we'll come to it when we go to, you know, the Defenders when it comes around, but I think sometimes they they need more of those actors on, on screen to make it work. I mean, you know, Avengers works well, not better than Captain America, let's be honest. Um, but it's the camaraderie in the interplay that works, you know, say in in civil war between um cap and and Bucky and 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 falcon and stuff you kind of need that on on screen and and marvel are great at introducing a lot of characters into something and making it work um those kind of relationships but when they do these series it's it's quite a lot of standalone do you know what i mean time so the actors are probably under more scrutiny to deliver um and i think sometimes they just come a little bit short We mentioned it first series Daredevil with um, who's the guy that we suddenly foggy that we kind of liked in the second series yeah Um, and they kind of grew into it and I think with all of these you just got to realise that. All right, it's been well produced and it's a great series, but they're still going to be learning lessons from it. You know what I mean? It's the first series of Luke Cage, whereas you watch some of the series we watch now, and they're in season three, season four, season five. You know, Walking Dead's in season seven. Um, it's like anything, isn't
2: it? Every yeah. good, every character, no matter how how well they're written and produced and directed, every character takes time to develop. No character exactly. just arrives on on screen. Look, going back to the Walking Dead, yeah. Carol, everyone hated Carol. Oh God, yeah. Now Carol is pretty much the most badass person in the show. Glenn was a whiny little bitch. Then Glenn became, you know, one of the lynchpins of the group. So, and he, I still
3: it, don't particularly like Carl, but he's grown. <laughs> Let's he has put it that way. He
2: was the ultimate whiny little bitch. Yeah, But, yeah. Exactly. It, it, it takes time. And just before we move away from the Misty Night is going to be an interesting yeah. one because in the comics, she is a cop. But she loses her arm following a bomb. Uh, there's a bomb explosion, and her arm gets damaged. She then gets a prosthetic from a certain Mister. Anthony Stark,
3: uh-huh.
2: and she forms a crime-fighting duo with a lady by the name of Colleen Wing. Now, anyone who's a bit eagle-eyed and attentive noticed that right at the end of Luke Cage, we see Claire uh, Rosario Dawson, who, of course, was fucking brilliant again and still okay. every scene that she's in, as per yep. usual. She, uh, she sees a little uh, flyer on uh, stuck to a lamppost, and it's uh, self-defense and martial arts training. And the trainer yes. of that is Colleen Wing. Nice. So you've got your little tiny Easter egg between Luke Cage and Iron Fist because Luke and Cage. There's and there's a Iron few Fist of those. Yeah, yeah, were, yeah. They, were, they yeah. were a superhero team called the Heroes for Hire. There's absolutely no indication that they're going to do that in the show, but there will probably be some kind of a, of a, a comment where those two are fighting and someone will say, oh, you two should go into business or, you know, w- would you guys mind roughing someone up for me? And they're like, what, what do you think we are heroes for hire or something? They've got yeah. to tip their hat to that because that is their background going back to the, I don't know, sixties or the seventies or something. Yeah.
3: Then they invariably do that. I mean, even at the start of Luke Cage, you got your, your Avengers references, didn't you? And, and, oh, stuff
2: like and that. they I... had the best thing ever when, when they showed him escaping yeah. from, uh, from the prison. And uh, he, he steals the clothes off the washing line. That is exactly the outfit that he used to wear in the comics, even complete with the metal headband. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that. I remember
3: you posted a picture at the time, and it's just iconically, you know, it's just perfect it the was. way they've done that. And,
2: and you yeah. look at him now, and he, he walks around wearing a skin-tight T-shirt and a pair of jeans. But back then he was wearing, like, flared trousers and what looked exactly. almost like a silk yeah. blouse, and he's got the metal... Uh, the, the the gauntlet bracelets on and he's got the almost like an upside down crown but that's what he was drawn as that's what you know superheroes in the 70s were a lot camper and a lot cheesier than they are now
3: <laughs> I bet they... I'd love it you see those kind of things on Facebook or, or on Twitter where they roll back series look like the 80s 70s yeah um, there's some absolutely belty ones I think Luke cage has been done and it was just hilarious um but it was we're gonna like- go for
2: just a nice Ooh. tip of the hat, wasn't it? Just a nice little
3: Yeah. A, a nice yeah, little yeah, yeah.
2: salute from Marvel Netflix as they've done with other seasons just to say, look, he's never gonna be on screen for more than ten seconds like this, but here you go. Take a couple of screenshots now, off you fuck.
3: Yeah, well exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we've been talking I don't know, quite a serious debate but but some good topics on this actually this evening. So um I, I think I think it's you know, the more you talk about it and, and that's the way these series work is is the more you kind of find enjoyment out of the smaller elements of it Um, and and why we do this podcast uh, other than our enjoyment of it and and enjoyment of the things we watch and read is because kind of we get a buzz out of everyone interacting and and the things, you know, we've grown a lot in terms of numbers in in 11 months, and, and we do really appreciate it. And Yeah, Luke Cage is, you know, as soon as it's kind of released, the buzz is there, and me and Stu kind of talk about it a little bit. Stu watched it within Ridiculous. I think you probably watched it in less time than it actually took to watch it somehow. I don't I know if you, you went through some kind of space wormhole on Flash or something, but you, you're quite incredible. Yeah, blame Barry. It's all to do with Flashpoint. Yeah.
2: Barry done fucked up the timeline again. But I think I watched it in maybe three days because I was ill. Yeah, it took me about a a
3: week this time.
2: I watched seven episodes in one day. That was a really that's quite impressive. That was like yeah, I think I did that with Daredevil
3: season two. I think I nailed that in three days. But um, I I think I like that about this. But the one thing with that, and I think that is good because. I do find it quite frustrating with your big cliffhanger series. You know, the ones that release released every week, which, I mean, we love Game of Thrones. We're both huge fans, but sometimes having to wait a week is quite a painful experience. Do you know what I mean? And, and they're doing that with Westworld and do that with Walking Dead. Um, I think the whole releasing it all at once thing, I think, works. I think the problem I've got is I think I should go back and revisit. Um, because sometimes when you rush through stuff, you might miss certain elements of it. Um and that's why it's good to talk about these things because you you maybe learn other things or you read other material and um you just kind of analyse things in a bit more detail. Um we'll probably talk Rosario Dawson, but I do want to talk about Theo Rossi. Um have you seen um no oh,
2: you haven't seen it. No. It's safe to assume whenever you're going to ask me if I've seen anyone in anything I probably haven't.
3: Yeah unless it's comic related. Okay. Yes. Um He's in the, the Biky Gang thing, which I can't remember. It's Sons, Sons of, Anarchy. of Anarchy. So he's got quite a primary role in that. And I know a lot of people love Sons of Anarchy. And, and that's been a long-standing to... show. Wasn't that six or it seven It was seven seasons? seven seasons and then get pushed in the end. Um, and I really liked it. I think that the one thing that might attract you to it, if you ever get time, which I know you don't always have a lot of, because you watch a lot of things, is, is Ron Perlman's in. The, I know the it's got Ron it. Perlman and Charlie Bonham. Yep. Yes, um, Charlie's obviously in. Is he in any comic book films? I think he's probably going to be. Um, I'd be surprised if he's not, because he's one of those. He's in that,
2: that group of actors that seem to be in, you know, like having a bit of. Yeah, he's, he's in, Paci- he's in
3: Pacific Rim, which is obviously not a comic, but it's in that kind of ilk of I modern. fucking love Pacific Rim. Yeah, it's a good film. they have confirmed number two to be filmed soon, yeah. I think. So. Do, you know, do you know who my um, favourite
2: character in Pacific Rim was? Go on. The Bulldog.
3: Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good film, um, but you wouldn't expect any less. And that that links back to Hellboy, I guess, because it's the same director, and, and you know, there's a lot of cycles in these things. So, um, but yeah, he he, I thought Shades was was great, to be honest. Um, Did you like thought, him straight away? No, no, I didn't. didn't. And amazing. the problem is, and I know you've not seen you've not seen Sons of Anarchy, but the problem with with things like that, is if you know a character so well from a series, and, and John Bernthal didn't do it at all for me, with, with Shane and going into this role, I guess he's only Shane for a couple of seasons, do you know what I mean? So it's not like he's in it seven seasons and stuff. But when you see an actor very regularly, you te- you tend to take their past performances into your mindset. So I could just see his role, and I can't remember what it was, yeah. in Sons of Anarchy, I could just see his performance playing out, and it's it's difficult at times. But actually, I think he grew into it well. I thought he's, he was a bit too standoffish because he was doing the whole Shades character. He, he, was, he, was, the yeah. wasn't he? he was the go-between, wasn't
2: he? He was the face of Diamondback's operation and he was always talking about him. But we yes, never actually he saw anything of him. And it could have been like a Negan moment where it turned out all of a sudden that there was no Diamondback and it was just Shades or something
3: like that. Yeah, but, but then, I don't think he would have been able to pull that off. It, no. He didn't have a villain. He doesn't have a villain sensibility about him. But I did think he fit that role pretty well, and he grew into it a little bit as, it's, as it would be known.
2: So. And, and he, he, re- again, as as we were saying, he did develop, didn't he? And he did sort of his conscience started to come out a little bit more, and he seemed to be yeah. less of a of a sleazy bastard, and he, he he sort of started to to even have principles where there were certain things that he just wouldn't do. He was okay with you know x y and z but he, he seemed to have a line in the sand that he wouldn't cross yeah and he, he was good he, he he was one of the one of the more positive uh portrayals from the show and he he picked up i think where um where cottonmouth left off because I, I do think there was a bit of a gap once, yeah once i, I Cotton think there was Mouth a bit of a
3: gap and a bit of a hole in there um and i think even even the kind of when, when pop died i think you missed his oh, character God. as well um that that was just, hard going that pop
2: being in that because i've only ever seen that guy that i can think of in one other thing and that was in banshee and right. he was absolutely fantastic similar sort yeah. of role very much uh an aging mentor obviously completely different backstory but yeah
3: yeah
2: yeah the he, he was just the, the dialogue between him and, and Mike Coulter was just fantastic. It was so utterly believable. They, they really did seem to have that adopted father son relationship going. And when he yeah. died, it, that was just cold. Because you can see that moment, can't you, where Luke knows. What's going down, and, and it was
3: it was an unwritten rule on the block. Do you know what I mean? And that's when they crossed yeah. the line with, with Cottonmouth, and that's kind of what was the beginning of, of of you know Luke Cage, obviously retaliation and things spiraling out of control, really. So, um, but he, he thought, he's got that no, moment
2: hasn't he know? where he knows he's got the kid and he's got pops, and he knows whoever he doesn't put his body in front of, there's a very realistic chance that they're not walking away from it. And yeah. he, he has to go and save the kid and, you know, he he obviously wishes he could have gone over and saved Pop, but he couldn't in good conscience have let a, what, a 13-year-old kid die or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that yeah. scene was harsh. But then, as we mentioned before, that's when the guy gets killed, isn't it? He pushes him yeah. off the roof after that. Because, like you say, no, you do not go into that. And he told them, didn't he? He told them to to go and do some surveillance don't yep. fucking move on them, don't do anything until I get there or until I, I you know, tell you any different. And yeah, it, it was nice that although Cottonmouth was a low life scumbag, drug pushing, he, there was some murderer, principles there, he, you, you know, he had with the principles. street principles, yeah. you
3: know, it's, it's kind of street rules, isn't it? No, um,
2: no matter what had happened, he still had that deep seated respect for pop,
3: yeah. I've got to I give a, a bit of a chart. Ron C. Uh, C. Fast Jones, who played Bobby Fish. Um, Bobby Fish was the other guy who's in the hairdresser all the time. The one playing um, Chad. Yeah, basically, came the proprietor kind of thing of, of, of a yeah. um, pop barber shop, and I, I thought he was brilliant in it. But I, I didn't think they got enough airtime. I think the role I kind of accustomed him to is is the role of the. Uh, is it the reporter in in first season of Daredevil?
2: Um, oh, don't don't ask me what his name is, but yeah, I know what you no. mean.
3: And and I think sometimes you need that kind of voice of reason and that kind of experience it, it, within a series just to kind of get the main to to bounce off and 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 I thought he did that well when he was called upon. I just don't Ben you. yes. Um, I thought it was a similar thing, but I don't think. I think that's what this series lacked a little bit of times. is it's just a bit of consistency. And, and we said before, um, and a lot of people main gripe with any of these series is, is there a like they're probably too many episodes long. I think there's a couple of fillers in there where they just don't really need to do it. Um, we mentioned it with, with season two of Daredevil where he kind of went off. Um, God, what's the girl called? Um, the Electra, yes, and there was a couple of episodes in the middle where practically nothing happened um, it was it was it was you know, and the same with Jessica Jones, it certainly had a lagging element of it, and I just thought sometimes this series had had elements where the, the narrative didn't quite fit and it felt like at times they tried to rush things and at times they went, maybe took it a little bit too slow. Um, I mean, when he'd been hit by that bullet, it felt like he was dying for like three hours worth of television <laughs> and it's like nothing really happened around that period of time. You know, there's stuff going on in the background and, and with the club and um, but I think you always want to see what's going to develop on Luke's story and there was a lot of kind of standstill Probably until Rosaria Dawson was introduced properly, and then, well, no one gives a shit after that because Rosario Dawson's on screen, right? And and she's just brilliant again. She it, the way they've woven her, she she's, she's
2: like amazing. the glue. She's the glue that so far has has, has bound all the the other three together, and yeah. she, she's now very much adopted the, the the night nurse approach. If she's the she's there the superhero's secret weapon, you know, she's the one they go to when they need to get patched up for the,
3: the expertise, just, but also she's, she's the, the confidant so good as well, though. isn't she? She's good, I mean, with, she's good with the advice. She's just so good, man. I mean, like, as an actress, it's almost like you think, God, you know, I'm not saying it's not a good role, it's a great role for her, but sometimes it's like God, just give her a bigger role on, on film because she she's done well as a career don't get me wrong um, oh, yeah, she's, she's, she's obviously Sin City she's 1 and not 2 which of we've them, covered she? before she's not gonna um, look,
2: she, she won't be looking back on her career so far at the age of 37 and going oh well I wish I'd done this and I wish I'd done that she will be very very happy with herself as, Yeah, as and
3: well there's, as still, sure. there's plenty of time for obviously to, to develop into other in film roles and take, it's just that I don't know, I could see her leading something. Do you know what I mean? I, she never gets a lead performance. And she's just, she's so good in these. And, and pretty much everything I've ever watched her in. Um, she's, she's been just recently. Yeah. She's been no, there. no, no, she clearly she's actually,
2: has. She's been the voice of Wonder Woman. I in a couple that. of the uh, the animated films in Justice League, Throne of Atlantis and the more yeah, recent yeah. Justice, Le- Justice Quite League. Quite rare that anyone Titans. crosses
3: over between DC and... Um, she, she also did Batgirl and Lego Dimensions, I'll have you
2: know. Yeah, um, and she's also doing Batgirl <laughs> in the Lego Batman movie as well.
3: Yeah, she she certainly plays a certain a, a role and she certainly works with... I think kind of directors and style. She, and she's in Death Proof and the Grindhouse stuff with, you know, Ricardo oh, Rodriguez stuff. And she was um, fucking incredible in them. Yeah, and oh, that's the thing... Those she,
2: films were just unbelievably good.
3: Yeah, she, she's just got... She likes to, obviously, play alternative, you know, and I just think that's, that's great, because... Um, she does play she's going to voice Batgirl and uh, stroke Barbara Gordon in the Lego movie um, Lego Batman movie sorry she next was year.
2: brilliant in Men in Black 2 was 2002 oh god she's in that. 14 isn't she? years ago shit she's Good she's god. basically not
3: aged though which is quite she's remarkable
2: not if you put a picture, if you put the picture of her that I'm looking at from yeah 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 from a, a comic con I think it was last year yeah she hasn't she hasn't aged a day so clearly no, she's some kind of a pod person. <laughs> she she must be because that's just insane that she's not got a, a line on her in fourteen years.
3: No, I know. Um but She 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 does at times. I think she she at times carries this the these group of shows. I yeah, mean, definitely. Don't get me wrong. You know, John Burnthall for me in the in in Daredevil season two was the standout, but she's always the one that really does. Just when her, she's just got amazing screen presence, and and that's quite rare, you know, and it does make a hell of a difference to a series of having someone of that caliber. Because um, all these other actors are great, don't get me wrong, and they've all, you know, especially John or I think is just again another one that's in line to do some crazy breakout. And I think he's only in his late thirties. Um, forty. I just at yeah, him. It's just one of those. He's got he's got elements of just going on to do something. Uh, you know, he's just got that crazy nature about him that he's just going to be a standout role, and I can see an Oscar at some stage in his career. But um, it's the right time, isn't
2: it, for, for people to be getting into this now? Over the last eight years, it is. It we, is. We've seen comic books go from a
3: really—I
2: don't know—whatever the opposite of mainstream would be. You know, comic books used to be quite niche. And if you, yeah, if you it was were almost like B-movie elements, film,
3: weren't they? Yeah,
2: It might be good, it might be well-received, but it was never going to be a blockbuster. Then no. Iron Man comes along and everything changes. Marvel completely rewrote the face of it. And now they did. It, it went, it's now flipped again where you've now got well a well established you know, comic books are the films at the minute. You're talking two or three it's, blockbusters a year.
3: They are the blockbuster films. So the only thing that disrupts them is 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 bloody fast and the furious. Um in terms of what makes money and what does well at the box office in yeah. the last ten decade. It's pretty much it's pretty Almost much those are the two. Films. Yeah, there's not much competition elsewhere now because
2: because everyone's just, doing it, aren't they? Everyone everyone now, if you were an actor you yes. would be instructing your agent, wouldn't you, to be on to Marvel and Warner Brothers and Fox for anything. For we've,
3: we've talked about it. I mean, um, uh, the lady who's in Star Trek and in Avatar and in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, what is her name? That's going to bug me. I'll have to look it up. Who? Um, Guardians, what? girl. Green. Oh,
2: God, Barbara. Gamora. Um, why, I'm, because I watched Westworld yesterday, I'm thinking Thandie Newton. Oh, shit. Oh, it's Andy Newton. Um, oh, that's going do... to do... I need to Google it. I need to Guardians, Google it. Otherwise Guardians, I... Guardians, uh, Guardians. Guardians. Uh, this is so professional. Oh, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana, thank you. Good God. So, oh, we've said
3: before that she's just a genius. So, she's basically gone, right, what's going to make me... Uh, a fuck tonne of money. <laughs> I'll say, Bit of a the money, so I'm gonna do Avatar trilogy, quadrilogy life whatever the hell they're gonna do. Um, that she's gonna be in every Star Trek film, which is obviously gonna be it was always gonna be a trilogy, if not more. Um, and then she decides to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like she will go to any convention she wants for the rest of her life and earn a shed ton of money, as well as I don't know, she's highly successful and talented actress anyway. But, um, there's a lot of actresses we, we talked about Brie Larson and. And various others that are just. I think the actresses as are important as as any of the actors, and the actors would be the one that would have got paid the bigger checks, um, maybe got the bigger leads. Because obviously, Captain America, Iron Man, you know, these kind of performers are are key in in comic book history and, and future. But. The, weird, the you know they're nothing without the women next to them do you know what i mean in my opinion and um you know scarlett johansson's obviously oh, i don't know she crosses between indie films to do the major blockbusters she deserves a black widow standalone in one capacity or another um well they've and, confirmed haven't they that it is it is going to happen nice um I think and, they said and, a and you know i just saw a trailer for her in ghost in the shell and it's like you know it, she looks amazing in that and and you know, you never would have thought of her in, in something of that role before the Black Widow gig came along. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. made that role more than her own. Um, and I think that's the thing with these series. You know, they, I don't know, the powerful women are as, are as important, you know, in any capacity as, as the men are in it. So this is such a highbrow pod for us. Jesus, but, we need to, to go back and make a fart joke or something. To, to go back to, to Rosario Dawson,
2: it's all right. I'm just about to bring the, uh, the level back down. Wilson, nice. Wilson just wanted to make a point about Rosario Dawson. So there Come you go. I've, I've got rid of the highbrow. If, if you think, like, like you were saying, she's, she's in there with Daredevil. So there's the blind guy who can see, who's incredibly yes. well trained. She was in nine episodes of that. She was very, very briefly in Jessica Jones, who is a, a, a woman, a very slight, slender woman. Indeed. Who, she can't fly anymore, but she can leap tall buildings in a single bound. She's incredibly strong she's got a pretty high tolerance for whiskey you've then got luke cage who is essentially bulletproof and yet rosario dawson is just a normal woman she's just a nurse with a normal background nothing super about her and yet they all depend on her daredevil yeah. is absolutely 100 percent dependent on her because she's his backup she's his cavalry when shit goes wrong he turns to claire
3: and, and that, shit goes wrong a lot in that first series. It, it really
2: does. You know that that brilliant scene when when she gets him and he's he's crawled out the dumpster and he's basically dead. And, yep. and he's when he's first sort of ex, experiment. Uh, sorry, he's explaining his powers to her when he's like, "Oh, they're are three floors down, and one of them was wearing too much aftershave, and she's like, how the fuck are you doing this?'" And, <laughs> and you know, she 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 sort of. She slowly comes into that world, so by the time she gets to Luke Cage, she's like, yeah, yeah, fine, you're bulletproof, it's okay, what, what do you want me to do? And another thing, with, with her, she, she's an A-list actress. She is. For, for her to be doing this show, I'm sure there would be a lot of people who would have got that call and gone, well, I'm sorry, but I'm kind of looking for a film at the minute, you know, I'm after a, a franchise. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of people would have turned up their nose at what is a supporting role in... And, you know, a Netflix series is obviously never going to come anywhere near to making you the sort of money that a Fox or a Warner Brothers or a Paramount film will. But fair play to her for having the the foresight, sorry, to look at it and go, you know what? This is a really good role. This is going to be a good role for me professionally. And, it's and she's be-
3: taking it damn seriously as well. She do you has. know what I mean? Because you do, you do see actors of a certain caliber come onto shows, and often they just feel like they're just breathing through it. You know, they've read the script the night before, um, and you can feel that. in if you watch a lot of television, do you know what I mean? You, you can I watch feel a lot when an actor. You do. Um, you can feel when an actor is, is clearly either Phone out of their a. depth or just kind of just. Basically, just going through the motions. Do you know what I mean? And and she's clearly not. And and she's the key to this, um, and and key to probably the other two series. And I think what
2: I'll be amazed if she's not in in Iron Fist because because what what happens will with be. Iron Fist? Hundred percent. I think I can't remember if it's in Tibet or Nepal or something, but yeah, it's somewhere but it's out it's in Asia. Dr. Strange
3: connotations. Yeah. And he
2: and he comes back to New York. So you'd think that there's going to be some kind of a moment where. He's out. He's experimenting with his powers. He's he's trying to. This is a stew
3: prediction, everyone. Yeah, let's put this out
2: there, just for for once. But he he, he's going to get himself hurt, and somehow he's going to end up in Claire's company, and she's going to be like, Jesus, how many more of you guys? Is there any more to explain? (laughs) Any more coming out? Maybe you never know. She could even be the the way that he gets in contact with the rest of them. She could say, Well, you know what? I know a guy that you might want to speak to. It, it, you love these predictions.
3: I you have no basis for these, but it's just gonna keep rolling. um You're right though. She will be in it the, the, without doubt. She's the one that linked it all together. I think what's most exciting about Luke Cage uh, and and the, the other two is the fact that they're all gonna come together. um I mean, that's why like Avengers was peak, and obviously, you know, I think we're gonna do a pod which you were slightly less enthusiastic about, but maybe <laughs> we're going to do a part about our favourite Marvel films and do a countdown of some description, a bit of a discussion, not that we don't talk a shitload about Marvel as it is. Um, but, you know, okay, so the Defenders is going to be huge probably, and like with Avengers, it's when all the, the kind of main characters come together, and I just think, it's when going to we be look a challenge. Back on these series, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, Certainly it for really
2: Netflix, because you think they, they've pretty much got to bring... It's not just all the major characters. You think each major character brings in their sidekick. So when you bring Daredevil in, you've got to bring Foggy and...
3: Oh, of course. Karen. It, but it depends on what level. Do you know what I mean? It, it. I think you've got to know that they've shown that they can cross over elements subtly, and obviously Luke Cage is quite heavily featured, like we said in, in Jessica Jones anyway. um and that but was a think, good
2: introduction, wasn't it? You can see that that was, very, that was almost like an audition for how's yeah. the character going to be received. How, and you never know, if you wanted to be cynical, it could even be a case of how are they going to react to, the, to a black guy showing up to, it, to what is still a very, very white-dominated um, industry or yeah, you you know, type, type of TV and film. And he was brilliant. What he offered the, the show in general, and then especially what he offered Jessica, you know she yep. she needed somebody that she could really relate to and it's now going to be interesting going forward yeah sort of timeline wise are they going to have because in, in the comics it's no secret they end up together they get married they have a kid are they going to try and rekindle that i would imagine they will because they are so true to the comics to the source yeah, that i can't these- imagine they're going to ignore such a massive arc
3: no, I think that'll happen, um, and and I think that's going to be quite interesting. I, I think obviously we haven't seen what happens with Iron Fist in terms of you know where they they take that, um, but I just think you're going to see the combination together, and yeah, there's some reason to be a bit nervous, but. I think the filler episodes I talked about—they won't need filler episodes when you've no, got not, not that with a kind cast of cast like that. No, that kind of cast. Everyone's obviously looking for uh, screen time, and, and everyone's going to be needing to have enough written in. But I think they're going to take up the. I think they showed with Daredevil season two, they can probably notch up the action a little bit more, you know, and I think yeah. they'll do that. Um, and they did great elements of that. I mean, we haven't talked about it, but that hallway scene when he rips off the car door. Oh, oh my man. God. What, what is it? Scene it? That was,
2: they've become now Marvel Netflix whole shtick is hallway <laughs> scenes. <laughs> they love a hallway. scene. had two. The best one so far has still obviously been punisher in jail. I, I think K I I think
3: K I I think K secretly works for Marvel Netflix. Um, I wouldn't I be surprised at all, given his talk of, of how the lighting was, oh, and the, his narrative on that. Yeah, he, he basically he's either a consultant or a key chief coordinator. For, oh, it, for, it's going to be some
2: kind of long convoluted uh, job title oh. that basically means he sits down and talks to them about stuff.
3: Uh, if it's K, it's a long convoluted anything. But, yeah, <laughs> love it, love you, man. Anyway, um, but yeah, you know, they,
2: they they do love a hallway scene, and that one was. It was well, great. It, it was a good way of, of showcasing his abilities without going over it the was. top. I mean, the amount of bullets that were hitting him, the be- it really showed it. When you had the guy behind the grated door and yeah. he's got a fucking light machine gun and he's putting hundreds of rounds into him and they're just bouncing off him and then he just knocks the shit out of him and boots the door through. Mike Coulter must have had some serious fun filming those action scenes. It,
3: yeah, and they really did. I mean, it showed with this and it showed with Daredevil that they can take it up a notch. Um, and I think they'll only show that more. But Defenders is going to have to. Do you know what I mean? It's it's going to have to be this time Some. Do you know what I mean? It's It's not going to be like Luke Cage where... It's a, it's, it's a music-driven, you know, quite close-quartered, you know, they're going to need your close-quarters fighting scenes because that's the way they shoot and that's their style. But with four, presumably, uh, characters it's fighting... It's going to be
2: frantic.
3: It's going to be different, and and it's going to take it's going to take some adjustment because it's a big step. You know, it will have been probably the biggest thing they produced. Um, talks of you know Breaking Bad and Making a Murderer and whatever has been successful, but in terms of a, a scale production, I think it'll be the biggest thing they've produced. So um, on, yeah, on their sort of scale, it
2: right. it's very much like Civil War, isn't it? You yeah, know, it's, Ma-
3: Ma- that's my point. Marvel yeah, it's like Marvel has done everything. Civil War.
2: Yeah, they, they, they've done everything so well with all the casting and the fighting, but for them to be putting together a fight scene between ten, twelve major characters, logistically was a nightmare. So, and you, and you think about it, it, they were doing it on an airport, you know, on, a, on an airfield. This exactly. isn't going to be taking place on airfields. This will be. Corridors, in, clubs, in the alleyways. The
3: city. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. going to be in
2: small rooms, and you would imagine there's probably not going to be many times when all four of them are fighting together because you wouldn't see it. Maybe they will all be in the same building, but you know, two have gone up, two have gone. down. I think they'll like something. a lot
3: of warehouse scenes. Is my prediction? They love a like warehouse. It, I was in just New York. thinking
2: like Batman versus Superman.
3: Yeah, that, that scene where Batman comes up
2: through the floor because then you've got the the environmental stuff of you know. Luke Cage can put people through walls. Iron Fist yes. can, you know, punch through. Be interesting and...
3: what they do with Jessica Jones as well. It will because she she seems like the weak
2: link. She really Well, does. she
3: does, but you know that she's got so much potential to not be. So I'm hoping she's been put through, through you know, a lot of kind of stunt classes. <laughs> you know, or, oh, no,
2: or I mean the fighting classes. I mean the character of of Jessica Jones
3: could well. Could I know, even be the I know, and I think you, a lot of people say that the villain carried that series. You know, if, you, if you're oh, being you truthful, oh, without um, a shadow of a doubt. If you took David, but Tennant she's got that great dry kind of wit, you know, and and that kind of and Kristen dark is great. sense of humour. Yeah, she, she is. She's, oh.
2: she's a look. The thing is, whenever you see pictures of her now and she's yeah. smiling, she doesn't suit smiling because she seems so comfortable. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of a lot of
3: great gifs of her looking pretty pissed off on on you know roaming around on Twitter. So, um, oh, as, I, I follow. Her, Jessica right. I Jones. She, she's absolutely brilliant, and
2: she seems more at home. You know, some people were born to play certain roles, weren't? They, as we say, pretty yeah. much every episode, she looks like she was born to play. The brooding, moody.
3: Oh God, yeah, she's character. got she's got that nailed to a T, basically. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. when you think so. about
2: the rest of them, I mean, ugh, Daredevil by the point by the time Defenders rolls around, Daredevil will have been doing this probably three or four seasoned years,
3: seasoned professional. Yeah, yeah,
2: Iron Fist will be moderately new to it, but his is different because he, while he might not have been fighting crime in New York, he's been learning his powers and honing his chi away in um, oh. Christ, whatever the the fictional place he trains is. I'm thinking Nanda Parbat, but that's from Arrow. That's where the League of Assassins that is, that are. That
3: is from Arrow. Yes,
2: um, and then you've got Luke Cage. Luke Cage is going to be an odd one because obviously at the end of it, he goes to prison. So he does. At, at, at some point, well, he'll be proven innocent he, by, Well, yeah, because by
3: one of the the legal team, you would imagine. Uh, well, because we that, that guy
2: that you mentioned before, the one the chess playing fella, in the. Uh, the he's got the envelope he found the he found the folder didn't he so you'd think Luke's probably going to go away for a few months and then he comes out but Jessica has had powers and then she's lost them so she potentially could be so it's I mean maybe the team even needs to do some in-team training to make her you know more more stable
3: that'll make it work but she needs she needs she needs to up a game a little bit from that that element of it anyway. She needs to, to be able to sense. throw
2: a punch without it looking completely wooden and telegraphed. I agree. Because when you think, I mean, Daredevil's fight scenes are just so choreographed, but without yeah. looking cheesy.
3: No, um, no, they're perfectly choreographed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They are They're like they a are dance. Done.
2: Just a yeah. bloody dance.
3: It's also awesome. uh,
2: and, and Luke um, Cage were more about brute force, and Iron Fist is going to be introducing a whole new element of Mysticism and his chi energy and his Jessica Jones wasn't
3: really about the action elements; it was the psychological was. elements of it, um, which is why it was such a good series. But obviously, like we said with Defenders, it's going to need to be different. So, yeah. um, I think we've covered it well. I think that was that was really good. It was that, oddly um, serious. Should we just say some dirty words
2: for the next fifteen minutes to balance it? Yeah. Out?
3: Can you just start talking about the stabby ones and? and all that kind well, of this was again. more.
2: Pu- this was pretty much a whole season of punch- punchy, ones, ones. There yeah, of it punchy ones. ones, there was a lot of
3: ones. There was a lot of shooty ones going down. Yeah, there was. Oh, actually, um, just before we
2: do go, there was one thing I did want to mention. Go one on. thing I, I really like about Luke Cage is superpowers are believable. You know, he, he he's got impervious skin, but the rest of him is still the same. So if he was catapulted out of something, say he was in a car accident, he could still die. Because his organs would still be thrust into his chest cavity. He could still you know, rupture his spleen or pop a lung or his heart explode or whatever. And I like yeah. that about him. They've not just gone the Superman route of going. He's impenetrable. He can do this, 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 this and this. He's basically the greatest hero of all time. He's actually got quite a limited skill set. In, he in has got quite a limited
3: Yeah, he, he does in a lot of ways. Um I, it's more about his its determination and, and that comes through from his like boxing elements in, in prison and stuff. Um and those scenes where he had crazy hair and a beard. Oh um, great. yeah, it was just it was just kind of fun. But um yeah, I think I think they did get it right on a lot of the fronts. I think I think with every series you can pick holes in it, but you're just doing it for the sake of it a lot of the times. I don't think it was as fun as maybe Daredevil. I don't know what I don't know what it was about Daredevil. I just I think the action scenes and the graphic kind of nature of it. I thought it was a. I just think it's better, but and maybe because of the Punisher, because he's just incredible. Um, but we're going to see more of it soon. And yeah, we obviously can't wait to watch it all in 48 hours when yes. the next series comes out. So, um, yeah, it should great. be
2: Iron Fist.
3: It should. I um, think. I'm not sure what we've got scheduled. I think we won't be back next week, but probably hopefully something the week after, um, we need to talk Dr. Strange soon.
2: Um, I think we're actually almost okay to go. Cause if I remember rightly, I think Joey saw it at the weekend. Yeah,
3: so and I did, want to be involved obviously,
2: we, in this Of course, yeah, part, you'll, you'll be on yeah. this one Because it won't just be Joey and I Talking comic shit this time so. Although yeah, that, that one talking, was
3: pretty well received It will be talking shit accents But, you know, that's maybe Preview that's of you Fox Just think a massive bitch as you have been this evening <laughs> I mean, one of those moods tonight Anyway um, Other than that, it's incredible, Phil But still um, We've got so some yeah, articles
2: coming out soon
3: yeah, Joey's back on it. We really need to get on it. Um,
2: Joey's sent I've, me three that I haven't published Christ. yet. One of them's gone out today, which is completely gone out of my head.
3: Okay, it's we will, we gone. will, we will tweet the shit out of it anyway. So do keep, keep, kind of, I don't know, following us at uh, ComicPod. Anyone that hasn't, please keep talking um, to us. Keep talking to us. We really do appreciate the interaction. I know some people want to be involved in pods. I think you guys have got to logistically understand that it's quite tricky um, and we do talk a lot as it is. So if we get other people involved, we have to be quite careful to not overrun for 90, 100, 200 minutes. Um, and, and obviously, there's just we, we're still, still growing with this and, and still enjoying it. And yeah, thanks for keeping coming back because I know there's quite a lot of you out there um, who do regularly and, and we do genuinely, genuinely appreciate it because at the end of the day, we're just two guys having fun talking shit so <laughs> can we get
2: well, on the t-shirt it's just two yeah. guys having fun talking shit then on the back can we just can we just one.
3: can we just rename the pod to that <laughs> not think, the tag I, I,
2: you know what i'm actually seeing a new image it's just me and you giving thumbs up with really big nice. shit eating grins on our faces
3: nice um right anyway till next time thank you for tuning in thank you for editing this nina we love you we will speak to you guys very soon